0: On my
1: brain <laughs> and that is it that is the theme of the show we are about well in, in real life folks who are listening we've actually just finished the show but here's the intro and we are about to about to find out this really interesting stuff whether you are a skeptic a Believer somewhere in between, I think you're really going to enjoy this show, the topic. Well, it starts off with Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour. We have the proprietors and hosts of that tour, Ellen McFarlane and Devin Sisk. Hi to the two of you. Thank you for coming. Thank, Thank
0: you. you. so much for having us. Oh,
1: this was a lot of fun. So we hear all about the tour, and then we we, we delve pretty deep. And, and maybe I should mention that normally this show is appropriate for all ages. I don't think this is necessarily inappropriate, but there were some things that might might be deemed a little frightening for younger kids that we, we do get into. So, parental, uh, what do you call that, Kelly? What? Parental guidance suggested. Parental guidance suggested. Thank you very much. Like
2: a light PG-13.
0: Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Depends on the kid.
1: Yeah, on the bunny.
3: Yeah, no, no <laughs> kids. Yeah, me, I'm thinking, me is like, you know, when I grew up, I was like 8-year-old watching horror films. Me too. Every chance I got, so, <laughs> you know...
2: High Bob Wilkins, across. I
1: would be, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's right, creature feature. Yeah. Yep. Was he creature feature or was he? No, Bob Wilkins, was, Bob was, creature Wilkins. was creature feature. That was creature features. Yeah. And then John Stanley. Yep. Oh.
2: And now Vincent Vondal. Mm-hmm. Vincent Vondal kind of looks like a burned-out rock star. Mm-hmm. Like a Nikki Six, but like a Nikki Seven or
1: Eight. <laughs> He's gone through it already. He's gone through it. So yes, if you if your kids are used to watching these horror movies and hearing these stories, there'll be no problem. But we do talk about some, you know, ghosts and other things that might go bump in the night and um, get into your dreams. So I, I had a lot of fun with it. I appreciate you being here. Before we get to the show, oh, if anyone wants to follow along at home, the website is napaghosts.com. And while you're dialing that up, Lauren Mole... We invite you to join Judd at his family's winery on the south end
4: of Silverado Trail. Judd's Hill Winery, located at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. Visiting information is at juddshill.com, or you can call 707-255-2332.
1: Thank you very much, Lauren Mole. And while you are online getting that uh, visiting information, you can look around. We've got some fun and funny videos there. There are events always going on uh, related to the winery. And um, you could also, you know, put some wine in your shopping cart. We've got lots of delicious vino fino for you. And what do you think, Lauren? Should we give him a little deal for listening? Just type in code JNVS,
4: all lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order.
1: And if that's not enough, you can join the Gentile Wine Club anytime, day or night. That's right, and we guarantee a good time with fine wines. You'll get to try everything we make, and um, you know we'll, we'll we'll throw some we'll throw some good time your way. That's I think that's enough. Let's let's just get to it. This is just too fun to to stall any longer. And now, enjoy the show.
4: Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Snapper Judd's Napa Valley. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Don't worry. Be happy. If that doesn't work, there is always Judd's Hill wine. And now, live from Down Media Studios at South Napa Century Center, it's Judd's Napa Valley Show.
1: I'm Lauren Mole, and here's your host, John Fingelstein. Well, good morning, Mr. Lauren Mole. It's so nice to see you. I am always happy to see you. This is a cool day. I am well when the audience listen now, here's what our topic is. It's all gonna make sense because I left my house this morning, by the way. And it was beautiful, it was sunny. I stopped uh, along the way along Jefferson in about Midtown Napa and it was beautiful and it's sunny and when I got here to the studio it was so foggy my lights were on I couldn't see I couldn't see cars in front of me there were uh, crows and ravens circling the <laughs> studio and I'm not kidding I'm not trying to John, you know paint got, a we false got, we got to
2: set it up right okay well It was a dark, foggy morning. (laughs) The crows were around,
1: But only here. Only right above us. So, Lauren, something is in the air, and we're going to jump right to it. Instead of our usual banter, I'm going to uh, introduce... Oh, what do you got? That's totally fine, Jet. I respect that decision. Okay. Uh, Thank you very much. If you have something uh, coming up, we, we can talk about it. Let's talk after the break. But I'd like to welcome back... Uh, before we introduce our uh, special guest for the for the day, welcome back, Kelly Doran is with us. Our Hello. master of the macabre, our <laughs> horror movie and Halloweeny expert. <laughs> it's great to have you back. Thank you. Thanks Thank for, you coming. for having me back. And just as a side note, I did start on Stand Against Evil uh, oh. season two, and I'm I'm only I think two and a half episodes in, but I'm already getting sucked in. Are you, you still? Know, are you still?
3: Just hating Stan for being so miserable?
1: No, no. And actually, it, it's that kind of love-hate thing. Like He plays it so well because John McGeeley is a great actor. Yeah. I, I've admired him in many movies. But yeah, it was hard to watch. He's just such a miserable character. But already in episode one or two, he starts showing a little heart. And that's drawn me yeah, in. Yeah, I think he starts
3: realizing that things are a little bit more serious and that his world was not the simple you know, yeah. easy chair and exactly. a pack so. of beer that so he I'm, thought it
1: was. I'm enjoying the, the, the human emotional development happening yeah. there. So just wanted to let you know that. Thank you for being Good. here. I'm glad you're going to be part of this conversation. I want you to cool. pop in and um, and and chat about what we're going to talk about. We have some cool guests here. Lauren, my friend, would you please give them a proper introduction? We'll now do our best to lure you
4: with talk of the obscure Dark stories and tales to evoke gasps, screams, and wails on Napa's Ghosts and Legends
1: Walking Tour. That's it. We have the proprietors, the operators, the guides... Of Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour. It's Ellen McFarland and Devin Sisk. Ellen, good morning. Good to good see you.
0: Good morning, Judd. Nice to see you.
1: And you as well. And Devin, good morning. hi. Good morning. And I want to make sure you talk right into these mics. We didn't go over that to so make sure you we can hear you well. We are. We're, on we're it. state of the art, but you still gotta talk right okay. into them. I can hear you fine. It's 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 great to have you here. I've seen I've seen your tours happening when I've been out and about in Napa on a weekend night and you gather there in front of the courthouse, but I wanted to find out more about it, especially as we approach uh, the season when folks are especially interested in Ghosts and Legends and so let's let's get right into it. Maybe right at the beginning, what inspired this this business? It's been going on now for about uh, five or so years, I five, think?
0: Five years. It's actually been um, in the making for over 20 years. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Well, take me back there then. Okay. Let's go. Um,
0: well, okay. So I am all, I'm um, a paranormal investigator, mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for about 25 years or so. I'm mm-hmm. also a working medium, so I've worked with law enforcement on cold cases. Is that
2: right? I'm a working extra large, just so everybody. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: And I've I've worked. You know, I'm not a readings medium, but I go out and I try to donate my time to help families that have missing people and things like that.
1: Can we back up a little further because Mm -hmm. I'd I'd like to know really what that means so we can get to what you're doing now. Sure.
0: Well, I mean, I was born with an ability, Mm -hmm. and it runs in my family on my dad's side, and I was able to you know uh, use that ability to kind of trance and and go out and help law enforcement on certain cases some cold cases, and...
1: And tell me how that, how, how does that work? What what do you, what are you able to offer? I'm sorry, it, I'm, it's just a, a question born out of ignorance. What, how, how does that help so manifest itself? A couple yeah. of years back. Yeah.
0: Devin, uh, Devin will explain it. I'm a little a, shy about it. Uh, we
2: okay. got a, uh, a, a case that came over to us, and uh, it was a missing person. And the scenario was, uh, she was down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. She went to a party. Yeah, Left the car keys, purse, cell phone, everything behind and just kind of disappeared from the party. Nobody saw her. Nobody watched her leave or anything. So the family started reaching out to the police, started reaching out to other uh, mediums down in that area. And they were just getting really bad news, you know, like she was dead. She was face down in the river, things like that. This person got a hold of us. And we sent information back to us. Now the thing is, is even though we're both paranormal investigators, we're mm-hmm. both what we call skeptical believers. Okay, so okay. you know we believe in all this stuff, but at the same time, we're not stupid.
0: I don't know about the wood nymph, though. I don't think I believe in that.
1: <laughs>
2: this wood is an nymph, ongoing. Wood lives matter. Okay.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is an <laughs> argument between the two of you. We won't get involved in right now, but uh...
2: so they start sending me information, and even though. I work with her. I'm still skeptical. So I'm not giving her all the full information. I'm just kind of, hey, we have a missing person.
1: You're trying not to lead her in any right. direction. I, don't want to her. I go I in
2: blind to everything that I do. Okay. So I Even the cases we work for clients, she goes in blind. Okay. Like, I'll do the research, or one of our team members will do the research. So she ends up nailing everything. Said this this girl's 22 years old. She was 22. She also had a... The description was she was a hippie chick. Okay. And, uh, which she was, she ended up uh, leaving the party with somebody. Ellen goes, Devin, she's still alive. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's going to make her presence known in six weeks on the border of Arizona and Utah. That's very specific. Very specific. A time
1: frame and a location.
2: Exactly. And sure enough, six weeks to the day, she calls her family and says, "Hey, I'm out here at the Gem Fest or whatever festival she was at." <laughs> so she was, you know, she was alive. And I would have killed my kid if she, I would have like, too. <laughs> she
1: wouldn't have been okay. Yeah. So, so
0: it, it started with that. I, I call myself a reluctant medium. Uh huh. The law enforcement. I've worked with Sonoma County and a few other of the counties. They know how to get a hold of me, but I don't really talk about my cases that much. I leave that to Devin if he wants to discuss it.
1: Should I ask how this information comes to you?
0: Yeah, it, it's it's by guides from the other side, um, spirit guides or guardian angels type of, of voices.
1: So it um, is voices. You are you are you're hearing the information yeah, as if hear we're it. speaking.
0: And I'm um, I'm almost completely deaf in my left ear from oh. a tumor, so I will hear in that ear. Oh. So well, oftentimes I know for sure that it's not a human voice. It's something that I'm hearing, and they will give me weird, weird references to things so that I will know what they're talking about. Like they'll show me a movie scene, or they'll say a song, or they'll say part of a word. one time it was hair products. They were like yeah, a fade of shampoo, and I'm like, What does that have to do with anything? You know? And they'll huh. get me to say things. So. My journey started with that. I lost my mother at a very young age, at the age of 10, hmm. suddenly. And my journey was to try to find her in the other world. Oh. So I didn't find my mother until last year.
1: But you have.
0: Yeah, but I, went to, I had to go to Salem to do it, and I had to do it with somebody else. I couldn't find her myself. So to give back to people, what they've lost is my job. This that is what whole... I'm most
1: passionate about. Oh, it's amazing. This is a whole other show. That's, it, it's fascinating. It
0: really is. Um, but it leads into the tours because yeah. I have the same passion for Napa. Mm-hmm. I have the passion for the paranormal. And I also have a passion for the odd and obscure facts about Napa. And, and to be honest with you, I had my children. I have three children. <clears throat> excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were born. Don't even say it, Devin. They were born two year in two years, three children in two years. Nice so, grouping. Yeah, don't even say <laughs> nice it. Nice grouping. <laughs> you, you can
1: tell the two of you are best friends. <laughs> you know, you work together. You've been ribbing each other a little
2: oh, bit since you walked in. Oh yeah, that's what we're time. known for. All yeah. the time. <laughs> okay. um, Usually I say it's called Planned Parenthood, but <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, whatever. Two baby mama. So anyway, um, I had my three. Something
2: else I'm not going to have a (laughs) follow-up question for.
0: Three children in two years. So twin boys that turned 10 on Saturday and an 11-year-old. happy birthday. All right. Thank you. I needed a night job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I needed a night job and I knew nobody was going to hire me. And I have this weird personality anyway. I call myself the Wednesday Adams of Napa. And yeah, basically. And so I thought, okay, now I'm going to jump into it. I'm going to create this tour. And I did it from nothing. We were broke from having three kids. I was following along in a couple paranormal groups, which I quickly abandoned because I don't like authority at all. <laughs> so okay. I started my own. And I met Devin at a convention. <clears throat> what had happened was we were filming a web series in Venetia, and that was Devin's Stomping Grounds. He used to run two tours in Venetia oh, okay. and Sassoon. He started and I needed to go get his kind of permission. It's a courtesy for paranormal investigators. If you're going to go onto their turf and investigate their area, to ask them. You know, it's just, it's just a nice courtesy. And so I met him actually at the Ione Castle. Um, I'm sorry, at the Preston Castle in Ione, California, convention. And we talked for about, what,
2: six months or so, Devin? Yeah, something like that.
0: And I said I have this tour I wrote for Sonoma.
2: Yeah, we started collaborating.
0: And then we started finding all these weird facts about Napa, which I had already known, and boom, tour. Wow. tour.
1: And what can one expect if they uh, call up and?
0: Well, this tour was written tour. for our locals. Okay, so uh, of course tourists and people visiting love it too, but. I love Napa, and I want Napa people to come downtown again. Mm -hmm. And this tour was written for them. It's obscure facts that they should be interested in and proud of as Napans. I mean, we had our last public execution happened at the courthouse in Napa in 1897.
2: Which was the hanging of a serial killer.
0: It was a serial killer they hanged.
1: Now, we did hear a little more about this story a couple years ago, and we had someone from the Historical Society talking about some of the dark history of Napa. So, yeah, California's... Uh, final mm-hmm. public execution.
0: It was actually illegal.
1: Illegal. Illegal,
0: yeah. An They'd Ill- already passed a law that they couldn't do it, but Napa hated Billy Rowe so much that they did it anyway, and they hired a photographer to actually photograph the entire event, and Sheriff McKenzie cut Billy down with the knife
2: he stabbed Lucina Greenwood with.
1: Oh, my God! Very
2: symbolic. Yeah, h- hiring a photographer back in 1897, you gotta, you got to realize how much... Well, that's a big deal. Not everybody
1: had a camera on their cell phone in 1897. Exactly. And then
2: it was, I think the the biggest thing they had was a quick shutter. They didn't have camera speed. They didn't Mm -hmm. have shutter speed. So for them to get all these amazing photographs of the entire execution was amazing.
1: You have a photograph of the scene on your website, which is NapaGhosts.com. if folks want to see what's on there. Uh, Okay, so that's... I assume you tell the story of this maybe in front of the courthouse. Yes,
0: and we also have a judge that we speak to, and it's a story that uh, I'm not going to reveal what the judge's name is because it kind of comes out. We ask our guests to tap into their abilities, and a lot of times they will come up and get the name. Um, We'll play a game where we'll we'll say, you know, we'll get the first letter of his name. What's the first name that comes into your mind? And then the guests will usually get his name, and that's by actually tapping Mm -hmm. into... The, uh, what would you want to call it?
2: Yeah, their, their natural ability. Their natural ability. Now, the thing is, too, is that our tour is set up to be an introduction to the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because all over the world, there's these creepy ghost tours with a guy with a top hat and a lantern going, Ooh.
1: By the <laughs> way, <laughs> this I've, is not I've, that tour. I've taken one in New Orleans and it was yeah a lot of fun. And the guy presented, he said, actually, I am a professor at the college, so I'm I'm not going to tell you anything that cannot be verified. I, uh, My reputation is at stake as a teacher. So yeah. these are all factual, scary things that mm-hmm. happened. Oh, we uh, spent a lot We of had time. a great time down there. I don't know that I've tapped into anything, but it was fun to hear the stories. But you're really...
0: Investigating. You,
1: but you're getting... But you're, you're, you are helping people... Well, I just said tap into this ability, huh?
0: Everybody has it. We have Interesting. a
1: theory
0: that... Uh, Psychic ability is kind of like your appendix. We think that ancient man had the ability, it was what kept him alive, to know that, hey, there's something shacking me, I feel something weird. It's like a fight-or-flight response. And as we came through the ages, things like religion, other things kind of dulled it, and people shut it down. And I really believe that everybody has this ability, and it's just a matter of tapping into it and using
2: it. I always liken it to... Uh, have you ever met somebody and you either click right away, sure, or you don't like them? Yeah, you don't know why you don't like them. It's like I don't like this dude. I don't know why. I can
1: usually pinpoint it, but I, I know <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs>
2: but why is he staring at me? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, the um, it's part of that natural mm. ability. We believe that kind of energy is what your psychic ability is. And, and so, what
1: type of um, what do you do? Is there a little exercise you go through to help
2: people get there to to well, we get do, the name of this judge? I'm, I'm intrigued. We do. a uh, We kind of calm everybody down and have them focus their energy and just kind of open their mind. We do this on a, uh, another tour as well. And we like to see what comes up. It's funny because we've had groups as big as like thirty five where everybody gets the same name. And then we've, you know, had groups really small, not so much, but it's like, it all depends on the energy of the group. The other thing we do is we use some of the tools that we use in the field. Uh, We let people use them. Uh, People use dowsing rods, which dowsing rods have been around since the early Egyptian times. Most people are familiar with water dowsing or water witching. Yeah,
1: that's what I think of when I think of those. Right.
2: Some people are, what we use them for is uh, spiritual communication. Hmm. And it's a good physical a physical shot of them answering yes and no. And uh, we also use K2 meters, which read off electromagnetic energy, which means, and the theory is, is that ghosts give off an electrical signature. So therefore, we should be able to read that device, or read that signature with a device that reads electricity. Hmm. So... Sorry. We use a
0: combination of both, um, you know, metaphysical and science. Tri- parascience, I guess you would call it, um, because nobody's proved anything yet, and nobody has all the answers. So we you consi- coming up
2: with words, parascience, right? I, I know. like that. Mm. It's
0: like, uh, we, we just, uh, you know, continue to look for the answers, it's just like my, my search for my mother, we search, we search, that's what we do, we, we try to find things. Can I p-
1: you don't have to answer, but I'm curious. Maybe it's too personal, but how did you know that you had contacted your mother? This is kind of a fascinating idea to find a loved one who's who's passed on. Like, How do you know you've made this connection?
0: I went to a place in Salem that I, I had kind of contact, but then I went to Marty and Michael Perry, who are huge in the paranormal field. They've worked on all the shows and I had a private reading with Michael and Marty. Marty's a psychic artist. Michael is a reader. And
1: I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'm a little ignorant about all this. I'm not yeah, sure what those terms not, mean. Uh, they're not.
2: They're well known in our world, but not so a much. A psychic artist <clears throat> is somebody. It's almost like a police sketch artist. Oh, so, oh okay. She sits yeah. there.
1: Kelly and, is an artist as well, so maybe you've got some questions about this. But uh, I don't really feel
3: like tap into anything paranormal. I just. I mean i do my monsters and stuff but
1: okay i don't but if you I have any know, quest, let, f- you follow have is, questions follow up
3: questions about this psychic artist
2: so do. what happens is is uh, michael starts doing a reading and as he's doing this reading which means that he's communicating with the other side he's getting information from said person uh she starts drawing whatever impressions come she to sees her whoever
0: she sees
2: yeah so it could be she could draw a sketch of somebody or it could be a thing you know she, like- she
0: drew uh, items in our lives that were right. re- relevant that only i would know about mm-hmm. she drew my aunt who i lost when i was 19 who was like a second mother mm-hmm. to me and then my mother my uncle my dad my mom my grandmother my mom's side everybody came through they in- give you
1: like, sketched out?
0: Uh, yeah, they, they sketched out items, but um, the face picture I'll show you after the show of my aunt is amazing.
1: It's oh. her. I okay. mean, it, literally. Wow. And, cool. and items that were associated with these people were sketched out?
0: Yes, they were.
1: Okay, that... Uh, that okay, uh, Not to play devil's advocate or the, the, the skeptic jerk, but I think mean, in this day and age with Google and whatever, you think, okay, I know who I'm going to meet. Let me find out... Uh, see if there's some pictures out there, and memorize them. But if there's these odd items that they wouldn't right. have the any aunt, way to know the about. The ant was
0: not a blood ant, so there was no connection with her name. So there's oh. no way they could have known about the ant at all.
1: Got <laughs> it. Wow.
0: The aunt was somebody that took care of me from three weeks on. It was like my, my kind of like my nanny mm-hmm. until um, I was five, and she was like a grandmother came out to me. And so nobody knows about that. I haven't written about it. There's nobody, no connection.
1: And then this convinced you that this... You had contacted your mother, yeah. and then were was information passed back oh, and yeah, forth?
0: yeah. It was about an hour and a half. They went way over. Yeah, it was. It was I have the CD incredible. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually give you the CD, and and uh, yeah, and that was you know of course tears. I'm not a crier, yeah. but you know considering that I'm in my mid 40s and I hadn't heard from my mother since I was 10, mm. you know that was quite an emotional experience. And I had just lost my uncle, and my my uncle was very close to me as well. So having that happen and me giving that, I've given that back to a lot of people in the field you have. and I don't charge for my work. I am just not a person that does that. I don't oh, feel that that is my, that the tours support what we do. We're able to travel. Mm-hmm. We're able to go and see things and do things, but um, the work we do not charge for. We're, you know, as active investigators, we also go into homes and help people who have hauntings, things like that. Um, so, we work on cases all the time.
1: Um, Boy, do I want to hear more about that! We, we got to take a quick break. Sure, but we've barely even scratched the surface of the tour. And I
0: know there's three I, of them too. I want right
1: <laughs> in different. So I want to hear how you research them, how you choose the the stories you want to talk about, what guests experience along the tour. We've heard a little bit, but let's really paint the picture, and then uh, just a little more about. The two you. We have got Ellen McFarlane and Devin Sisk of Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour. And we've got Kelly Doran back here for October. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, Lauren Mole, what do you have to say? You're listening to Judd's Napa Valley
4: Show. We'll be right back after these messages. of Finkle Friend on Judd's Napa Valley Show. Want to hear this episode again, as well as past episodes? Subscribe to our podcast. Search
1: for Judd's Napa Valley Show in the iTunes Store. Now, back to the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Lauren Mole. It's a pleasure to be here. We've got uh, Kelly Doran joining us again. He's our master of all things uh, creepy, spooky, and go bump the night. And we are being joined by Ellen McFarlane and Devin Sisk of Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour. I want to point out the shirt's that you're wearing too. I love it. I just said spooky and I realized, Ellen, you're wearing a shirt that says spooky right on (laughs) it and it's got spider webs and a bat flying off. And Devin, your shirt says uh, Past Lives Matter. Yeah, <laughs> that's and that's yes, actually do.
0: from Gettysburg. I got that one for him.
1: Oh, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, somebody got to go to Gettysburg and somebody didn't. Uh,
1: <laughs> I the think bitterness, the resentment. You don't need to be <laughs> tap into psychic energy to <laughs> <Right>? feel that <laughs> right? coming off you. Now, you brought a little something to uh, maybe give away. Do, should yes. We, should we take a look? What's okay. in this? I'm, Something's I'm intrigued. in the bag. So Devin,
0: one of the secrets right. people don't know is that actually Devin and I are both makers as well. We have a maker's store called Macabre Makers oh. and Oddities.
1: Now, I'm, I notice he's, he has a bejeweled <laughs> uh, rings uh, on his they're skulls on your rings. and Oh, my gosh.
2: A nice oh. little bondage, bunny. <laughs> you, oh, my gosh. And, uh, and
1: uh, are you, <laughs> Kelly, be, uh, would, would you like to describe this item? would be complete item? without what this. is this. An
0: entire mouse in a bottle.
1: Except oh,
0: for the skull, me. except it's a for the tiny skull. mouse
1: bottle. Is that like the bones of it's a the mouse? The bones, yeah. Except for the skull. Wow.
2: We keep those. Okay. <laughs> I,
1: again, no follow-up we do question. We rituals. No I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Kelly, you are a, a a writer, an illustrator, an editor of newspapers. <laughs> uh, use your your vocabulary if you would paint the picture wow. of what has just been set before us, because well, it's God. unlike anything I've ever seen. I'm a little intimidated. There's this little <laughs> black bunny rabbit.
2: Kelly, you have to come up with a safe word, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. Penguin.
3: Um, there's <laughs> penguin, that's your safe <laughs> word. <laughs> so there's this little black bunny and it's got bejeweled eyes and it's staring at me and it's also covered in all sorts of like studs and chains and there's a chain from its nose to its ear and it's got a little punk rock metal spike for the nose and then there's this tiny, tiny little bottle about the size of a half dollar height full of little bones. And I'm absolutely, that is so awesome. <laughs> little bones. That is cool. Would the you the like to tell us a story? Me and I'm going to turn uh, it towards
1: Jud, right yes, now. Yes, it has these kind of oh yeah glare. It's the, like these red the ruby, ruby, ruby eyes, eyes, and then the the strip of metal studs over the eyes look like angry yes. eyebrows. It's, it is, it's a very angry little bone. It bondage is staring bunny. at me, and I am I'm feeling agitated actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, my, you have tell to just tell us about remember this. that
0: when it was inspired, we, yes. we used to phrase what.
1: Oh, is this something Use we can say phrase. on the radio? What? Do you remember the phrase? She's mouthing no, fr- I'm
2: forgetting the phrase. Bring out the gimp. gimp. Oh, yeah, bring out oh, the gimp,
1: yeah. Okay, reminiscent, <laughs> if you've seen Pulp Fiction, uh, yes. pulp reminiscent yeah. Yeah. Uh, the gimp in bunny form. Yes,
2: and the oh, bunny is black. Oh, yeah, black. Pulp Fiction, yeah. That's black a,
1: yeah. with red eyes. That's
3: yeah. what, maybe your own personal gimp. I'm going to go pop culture. The red eyes also remind me of, like, the... Uh, Amityville Horror with the little pig,
2: yes, the the, oh, the yes.
3: pig figure that had the red eyes. That I know my wife will remember that and probably chastise me for bringing that memory to her. Okay, again. Well, <laughs> if she's listening,
1: uh, actually, we don't have a phone line to call, but
0: <laughs> what, what is the is...
1: inspiration? What what create what, oh. what you make macabre maker is that your?
0: Yeah, it's the macabre makers and oddities okay. shop. Okay,
1: you can look that up. And what inspired this? figure, the bondage bunny. Uh,
0: Devin and I were very punk rock back in the 80s. Was it okay. Easter? Yeah. It was Easter, actually, yes. <laughs> it was Easter. And we actually go out to dark markets. We're doing one called the Menagerie in uh, December. And they have, it's a, it's full of oddities and dark market items, and so we decided to make bondage Easter bunnies. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, anybody <laughs> listening right now uh, who would like to have this bondage Easter bunny and the tiny vial of mouse bones that accompany it, we're not sure how the bunny got those bones, but you can make up your own story. Be the first to tweet. you got to use Twitter. Use hashtag JNVS for Judd's Napa Valley Show and then put at Jud's Hill. That way I'll we see is, it. I why is
2: Kelly all of a sudden not got his phone out? He's you tweeting know. right why, now. Why are you tweeting, <laughs> well, dude? What's I, up? I, there's he no wants r- that, r- bunny. there's
1: no rules that say he can't. So <laughs> feel free. The first one to tweet will get this. I will take this bondage bunny and uh, mouse bones back to the. Tasting room at Judd's Hill at the south end of Silverado Trail. And the first one to tweet will pick it up by Friday. That's your deadline. If it's not gone by Friday, then (laughs) Kelly Dorn is getting it. (laughs) Unless you're the first to tweet. And you can tweet right now if you want this. I'll let other people tweet in. I have no desire to take that bunny home myself either. Are you creeped out as well? I think it's 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 pretty cool, you know. But, uh, yeah, those eyes, though, are a little disconcerting. Paint the picture for me if somebody goes to napaghosts.com and, or calls you at what is the phone number here? 888. Toll, no, not that. That's an old phone number. Never mind. Don't call that phone number. Oh, the other one I wrote down. Sorry. This is why we prep for a show. Or, so they go to napaghosts.com or call 661. 661- 2615430 to book a ticket we
2: couldn't afford the other 6 that's yeah, why 6-6-1. You, six, 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 you were so close so now we you're just so the neighbor close. of the beast
1: yeah. right exactly right what's going to happen you, you t- take me through it
0: sure so like i said we like to do obscure and odd facts and we use a lot of comedy on our tour as you know we like to be funny
1: people mm-hmm.
0: we like we think that raises the vibration it makes everybody have a good time including the ghosts so, we talk about uh, Napa history, we talk about the buildings, we talk about odd things that have happened in Napa, we talk about a judge, we talk about the execution, a murder suicide, a little bit about Napa State Hospital. What else, Devin? What else have we talked about?
2: Uh, we talk about some of the wildlife in downtown Napa. Yes, the
0: rebobs.
2: Uh-huh. What we call the rebobs. <laughs>
0: Would be the drunk culture. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>
1: so, so we talked about the legend of the rebobs last week, but now you're calling uh, a little derogatory term for people who've had a little yeah. like too much Yeah. Uh, to well,
2: uh, we've noticed that... Well, I don't know. Have you ever it's noticed... It's calmed down a bit. It yeah, has. it's calmed down a bit, but have you ever noticed that alcohol makes people deaf? Yes, it makes them <laughs> very loud. Because all of a sudden, they're like yelling. And it you're out on like Saturday nights.
0: Yeah. yeah. At night. Usually it's Thursdays yeah. and Saturdays in okay. Napa.
2: So we usually get somebody coming through, ah, you know.
0: We uh, talk about a, lot of the, a little bit about the um, Native American area and the area. We talk about personal experience. We talk about past investigations on things that have happened on the tour. It's about two hours full of just interaction. It goes very fast. We also had paranormal pup night a couple nights ago a couple months ago did one in Napa yeah, one good. in Sonoma. It was a lot of
2: fun. What? People
0: were ghost hunting with their pups and we oh. brought treats and they loved it. It was great. We did it for the full moons so that was howl at the moon with your with your paranormal oh, that's pup. That's cute.
2: Yeah, we do uh, obscure events too. We just uh, did the
0: Victoria Price dinner. Right, which that. was really cool. And Dinker. I'm resentful
1: by the way of that. Victoria Price, I'm very keen to meet get on this show. I'm a fan not only of her father, Vincent Price, yes. but The cookbook that he wrote. We don't need to go too far into that, but I would love to do something again with that. It's one of my favorite cookbooks, the uh, Vincent Price cookbook.
0: She will be appearing on Creature Features, so we did hook her up with Creature Features. All right, we'll we'll talk
1: about that. And you have an event coming up. Yes. uh, The Mystery Winery.
0: Yes, we have a Mystery Winery next week. We can't say where it is. However, I can give you some clues. Okay. It's going to be a... Well, it was once a speakeasy. It was once a resort. And it is one of the oldest wineries in Napa. It's a ghost place.
2: Ghost winery.
0: Yes. But it's not a winery that we've done before. And we're going to be doing a 1920s type speakeasy event with wine and cheese. We'll be telling ghost stories and paranormal stuff. Um, a little bit of history there. And it's going so to be So break out
2: your Ouija boards, kids.
1: Yes, Come right. on down. And that'll be Thursday, October 24th. Yes. And information is at napaghosts. Yes. Yes.
0: Com. Uh, we also do a few other things. We work at Flora every weekend this month, pretty much, Flora Springs Winery. Oh, Flora Springs, yeah. And we are going to be doing... What, 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 do, you, what do you do
1: there? We, we do can, ghost tours there. Okay, at the, at the winery? Uh,
0: through the caves and, mm-hmm. then, oh, cool. and, and then on the uh, grounds. And then we do, uh, you know, a little bit... Of, they do wine tasting af, uh, during and after.
2: Yeah, I've had some great experiences out there. Um, you know, and... Our logo, come for the wine, stay for the spirits. Yeah, right. that's so good. It fits. And,
1: and speaking of that, a uh, little double meaning, because doesn't your ghost tour also, if folks want, there are some ghostly cocktails that they can partake in? Or um, there was at one point? There was. Um, I remember we're looking, reading some funny names, which I didn't write down, but there were some, the something zombie and the, yes. the some, something else. I'd, yes.
0: Uh, we're looking actually for another partner for that,
1: to oh, do okay. that again. We do that. Because spirits and spirits, I mean, Yes.
0: Yes, originally we had, a not, we had that where we had the cocktails with it.
2: We're probably going to be doing that on the bus tour.
0: Yes, we're actually launching a mobile tour on the ghost bus where we will be going <laughs> to locations and having
2: spirits. Oh,
1: okay. Nice. And you don't do it just in Napa. You have Sonoma, Vacaville, and then Devin, are you still doing the, the Benicia? Uh,
2: no, I'm not doing Benicia or Sassoon any, any longer. We're strictly concentrating our efforts up here. Okay. Sonoma is really cool. Each one of our tours has been set up to be a little bit different. Sure. To highlight different aspects of the paranormal. Where we use the iPad and we show you pictures of the history here in Napa. You get to see some cool pictures of the execution and things like that. Oof. Just old town stuff. At Sonoma, we really want people to dial into the metaphysical side. We really want people to feel what's going on. Mm. And we kind of touch on that in Napa, but in Sonoma, we go really deep with that. And people seem to really Very respond. Very dark. Yeah, it's, well, the history is really dark, as you know, most of us know.
1: So I'm assuming that you probably have a age appropriate, uh, age in mind, 11.
0: Well, Eleven you know, we have some eight year olds that have come on there and it's really up to the parent. Some of them all watch the shows. Mm-hmm. We've actually been on the shows. We've been on ghost adventures and a few of the other shows and some kids love it. So it's really, it's really, we share some of the content with the parent and they can decide.
1: I see. Well, it, it sounds like fun. I haven't done it. Like I said, I've seen you guys out there, but I, I will have to, uh, Check this out one of these days. What, um, what was well, I'm looking at my notes because I remember there was something I wanted to ask you. Well, what about, um, I think I read somewhere, Ellen, if you want to talk about this, that you actually like had a spirit attack me, become part of you at some point to attack you. Is that what it was? Um,
0: I've had a few times, a few times I've been thrown out of my body. Yeah. What, what is, what is, uh, well, Devin experienced it firsthand at the ride hotel, yeah, out the, in uh, the
2: Delta area. We were doing an event, and we were doing a uh, seventy-five person seance.
1: Wait, <laughs> yeah, aren't <laughs> seances usually events. for I about they like
3: were normally like very very eight, uh, no. eight to twelve people? We do
0: it. We can do it at events, and it
2: was it was wow. very successful. Okay. Right. So, and we're out on the Ride Hotel, which is out in the middle of the Sacramento Delta. Mm-hmm. Very Art Deco. 1920s. 1920s speakeasy very haunted hotel awesome hotel. Actually, it was owned by, what is it, Bella Lugosi no, Junior? Cheney Jr.? No, Jr. Chaney oh. Jr. at one time. <laughs> so we're doing the seance and our method is, you know, we got everybody holding hands around tables and I'm holding Ellen's hand and I calm everybody down, focus their energy, focus their energy and then I squeeze her hand letting her know it's time for her to call upon the spirits. So I'm sitting there, I squeeze her hand, nothing. So then I look over at her and she is face down on the table. Okay, I don't know when this happened, but she's literally face down on the table. So, in a seance, are not supposed to break hands, so I give her hand to the person next to me, they hold hands, I bounce out of the circle. I start doing energy on her, what we call energy work, and uh, I go, where are you at, where are you at? She looks up at me, because her forehead was face down on the table, she looks up at me, and it's a man with a full beard. Okay. And I'm wait, like, wait, you creepy. saw Look, a man with a full beard? I saw beard. a man with a full beard. Okay. And then we did pushing and then.
1: Like where her face where used her to be.
2: Fa- where Ellen's face was, it was now a man with a beard. Huh. Okay. Which, okay, talk about being scared.
3: Yeah.
1: How do you react to that? Yeah.
2: I was like, well, immediately.
1: I know how I would react to that. <laughs> I'd be like, about. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, how do you stick around? Well,
2: the thing is, is that as paranormal investigators, we're used to weird stuff happening. <laughs> Just a little and, bit. Yeah, it's like, I mean, where, where people will hear a knock at the back of the house, we run towards it. You know, mm-hmm. you hear a voice saying, get out. And we're like, why? You know? <laughs> so, it, 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 plus, you know, it's my partner. Right. So, I'm, you know, very defensive about that. We're very protective of each other. We're very protective of our team. I start pushing energy wise. She pops up and she goes, what are we doing? And I go, the seance. She goes right into the seance, Okay. So
3: did you find out who the gentleman was?
2: That
0: night was so crazy. This freak storm came in during the event. The hotel ceiling collapsed because it's a really old old hotel. Thunder, lightning, water water pouring down the walls of the basement and the speakeasy. He came in on that storm. Like an electrical uh, being that came in with whatever spirits were coming through the area it amplified all this all the activity all the paranormal activity, and he was a there were prostitutes there, he was a pimp or a bouncer, and he wanted to rule the women this was
3: back in the day yes yeah, back in the
0: day he was his spirit was, um, and he is still there, so hmm. um, we had uh, crazy evidence that we caught we had uh, a flashlight test where you loosen the flashlight and it, it blinks on and off. Um, you can say yes, no with that. That thing blinked out SOS. We had a Marine with us, Chad. And he's like, that's spelling out SOS. And it was doing it
2: during the storm. And, it was, mm-hmm. and I was the one that set the flashlight. So I know that it was just... It wasn't just, a trick. Yeah, it wasn't like set on that. Because yeah. I know a lot of flashlights have an SOS setting. Right. So I was like, I clicked so it was, on... And you unloosen the end of the flashlight. and You put it down so it's barely making the connection. The theory is, is that a spirit can use the energy to connect. I see. It to. And it started flashing a little bit. And then it started flashing out SOS. And I was looking at it. And I'm going, wait a minute. <laughs> and it turned to Chad and go, is this saying SOS? He's like, yes, it is. So Which makes sense because there was a lot of bad things that happened out on the Delta. And especially in stormy weather like that.
0: That was the, actually the, what, the fourth ride hotel or the third one? They all burned down. Third one. Third one.
2: Ellen, do you have any recollection of this happening?
0: Yes. It was like, a calm, it was like being asleep, like awake, uh, watching myself. About, like i was standing next to myself.
2: Matter of fact, when I we broke everybody up, she, everybody went to their different areas, I pulled her aside and I'm like, where were you? She goes, I was over here watching you.
1: Do you and you saw it happen, and you remember this whole thing. And did you see the face?
2: I saw the man
0: in my mind's eye, and yeah. I didn't see my I didn't see myself because I was on the other side. Uh-huh. Uh, I, did, I saw myself turn, but I didn't see the face. But another team member did. You
1: mean, the other side of the room, or you were on the it was other like side. The, I was
0: like, like um, I was laying here, so I was standing on this side. So it was pretty wild. It was it was crazy. But we've had that a lot, and I, I, you know, it's. We've had weird things happen on investigations where people have picked up things. And the tours, people have all kinds of experiences on the tour. For some reason, Vacaville is off the hook. It's crazy for activity. It's like a portal there. Who would have thought Vacaville would be that haunted? It means cow town, right?
1: Right. (laughs) And so how did you come to Vacaville? You you had heard that it had this type of activity? They stalked
0: us. The Heritage Council (laughs) stalked us for two years. And they'll laugh when they hear this. We're very good friends. It's their historical society. Yeah. And we actually love Vacaville because we, because of the ghost tours, we fund 90% of the programs in Solano County. We donate half of our earnings to them um, on every tour. So we fund things like Peña, Adobe, um, different history things. And uh, so Vacaville Heritage Council um, stalked us for two years and came on the tour um, and then they, they said, "Will you do a, a tour in Vacaville. And I said, what's in Vacaville? And Devin's <laughs> like, I don't know what's in Vacaville. <laughs> so we went out there, and oh, my God, Vacaville is just crazy haunted. So
3: Well, there is the uh, the state prison psychiatric facility out there yeah. where a lot That's of well, creepy people. It's true. Maybe things got attracted right. to them. We so. did have a,
0: a, a residential case out there with that. But this was interesting. It's actually on Main Street. Andrews Park, the main park, is was the town cemetery, and they didn't move all the bodies. Remember that movie?
2: Yeah.
0: Remember what happened in that movie? <laughs> that would
2: be a good premise for a movie. Jeez, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so that's one of them. But they come out with every tour. Every tour they come out, they take notes, and they share a bit of the history. And then if we catch anything, they go right back to the archives. We work in the town hall there, and we go in the jail. They can go back into their archives and pull it mm. immediately.
2: Nice. Which is nice because we're both history nuts as well. Yeah, we love and history. Love history, and that—that that was like one of the things when we were setting up the tour in Napa and Sonoma. It's like they are facts. Yeah, it took us about seven, to eight months to set up a tour mm-hmm. to get all the historical information.
1: Okay, well, so I was going to ask how you research, and we yeah. love you to read. Really, you we really read, do.
2: Spend yeah. a lot of time in the library. We do.
1: Good, good. So folks know they're getting the real, the real story of what, what the, what the history that preceded these. Uh, paranormal activity that's very interesting and you have the traveling museum the haunted traveling oh, museum yes the haunted museum <laughs>
2: can you
1: can you tell me about that in like yes. a minute or so we're starting to run low on time unfortunately so
2: we've got about uh, 250 items uh, actually a little bit more now but they've been taken from cases that we've worked also from people that have just hey you need to take this because it has a certain energy to it we have a coffin from one of the coffin makers at Napa State Hospital we have an old wheelchair from, I think, 1910, uh-huh. and uh, lots of haunted dolls. <laughs>
1: oh, boy. <laughs> and and you
0: uh, bring embalming it... equipment and medical equipment. And we're actually going to be bringing that haunted museum to Costello's Pagan Ball. Mm-hmm. So you can see it if you want to go out. If you have tickets, and go to Pagan Ball on the 25th, I think it is.
1: And where, where does that Costello happen? Costello de Amorosa. Oh, up in Calistoga. Yeah. Gotcha. you. Wow. Very exciting. This has been so interesting, and I really feel like we've only uh, barely barely scratched the surface. You two are deep with information and experiences, and I'm sorry it's only an hour show. We're going to have to wrap things up. We are going to hang out, though, because we, we're going to do some extra podcast content because we didn't get to some of the important Judd's Napa Valley show uh, bits that we like to do. So if you don't mind, hang out. Listeners, look for this to post on our podcast, hopefully in the next week or so at Judd's Napa Valley show. Look it up on the iTunes store. Kelly, do you want to talk about 31 Days of Monsters for the, about 31 seconds? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> day 15,
3: so I'm almost right on the verge of 15 of uh, halfway through the thing. Every year, I do 31 Days of Monsters, which are just sketches out of my sketchbook. Um, different monster every day from mythology, folklore, legend. And you can see that at on Instagram, Instagram. Look for me at kelly.doren, K-E-L-L-Y period D-O-R-E-N on Instagram and uh, chime in
1: and... See what you think of my monsters. Fantastic. I am a I'm a fan. I like to check in every day and see what He's going
2: to do a bondage bunny next.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and I like how you take yeah, it's very multicultural. You learn a little bit about cultures from around the yeah. globe by what who their monsters are. I really want to thank Ellen McFarland, Devin Sisk of Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour. Your website is napaghosts.com. You get information and can you pick up this DVD? We didn't get a chance to talk about this yeah. today. Yes, the Haunted
0: Wine Country DVD is for sale. When you buy your tickets, you have the option of purchasing it, and we'll bring it out to the tour for you.
1: It's a feature-length documentary it film. Uh-huh. about A lot
0: on Napa that we don't know about. Oh, so... Napa's and Mendocino, and a little bit of Sonoma.
1: I can't wait to put it in. Take a look. <laughs> it looks, looks fun. And... and a great
0: filmmaker, Tom Warsh, done documentaries on uh, Citro Bass, Harry Houdini. Amazing.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. We'll have to have you back another time. I want to hear more of these stories. Anytime. This is great.
2: And then uh, you want to talk about Paraculticon
0: real quick?
2: Oh, yeah. Paraculticon. Uh, When's the
0: date? Uh, The 22nd uh, through the 24th, I believe. We'll be
2: in Vegas, baby. (laughs) Vegas.
1: Paraculticon.
2: Shockfest. Yeah. It's got you would be interested. It's got horror and paranormal, and they've got like escape rooms, investigations. Hmm.
1: Uh,
2: what else? Uh, they got a panel which we're on. the John Dathus. Also, we're performing.
1: Performing.
2: Yeah, we're making us sp- act. Of what do movie you movie perform? Uh, well, because I'm such a loud mouth and I have a quick wit. uh, They're having me as the concierge of the hotel. And they're, like, I'm going to be doing, like, a tour thing. I don't know. We haven't got the script yet, so I don't know what to tell
1: you. Oh, wow. So this is the photo. That's a photo of your aunt, and that's the sketch.
0: And then it's pretty close, right? Yeah. Let's put the glasses on there. And And then I have another one without glasses. Wow. (laughs) This is her without glasses. I don't have there's, to There's
1: quite a similarity. And that's her. Wow. Yeah. And that sketch artist would not have...
0: No, because there's this... this no.
1: It's not even connected. Her name's not connected no, to you. No, it was
0: Helen Ling,
2: and there was no connection. Wow. And there was nothing on Facebook. Right.
1: Nothing on no. Instagram. Wow. Um, so, it, yeah, that's, I, but they were really good. They
0: were really good. They're
1: the real deal. There have been points in my life where I've kind of would excited and expected to see, and maybe that's the problem, like you expect it and it doesn't happen, but I've stayed in places, like, in, in, uh, I guess so. We've spent the night at the, you know, Columbia State Historic Park, and everyone said, that's That's the the place, that's the place, and
2: Well, it's like, seeing an actual ghost is very difficult. Yeah, Uh, we see partial apparitions all the time where it's like you'll see a hand or the head or part of the torso Mm -hmm. or something. Uh, For them to manifest and actually pull enough energy to show themselves, it takes a lot.
3: Mm. The only thing I've ever experienced was over in Sonoma County, actually, of like a ghost, was I was going, I'm not even sure what, I think it's the old Redwood Highway. And it goes parallel to 101 outside of Petaluma. Yeah. And there's the Washoe House, which is this area, like, in. Yeah. And right as I was passing by in front of there, a shape ran across the road in front of me.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And it was, I mean, it made me slam on my brakes because I thought I was going to hit somebody. It was clearly a figure, a tall, human-sized figure, but it was very ephemeral and it just ran across the road right in front of my car, right out in front of the Washoe house. And I had thought it, I was, it was late at night and it was dark. And I thought at first, like somebody was like running to their car from across, across the street until my car went right through it.
1: it oh, so it did go. I was, how do yeah. you know it was a
3: ghostly? You went through it. Yes. I went through it and hit my brakes. Cause I was oh, so freaked that's, out. That's the only thing I've ever that. seen. Yeah. Well, actually I've, that was the only ghost I've ever seen, but I do have like another experience that really freaked me out from, uh, it was shortly after my father had passed away. Um, he passed away at Kaiser Vallejo at, in the hospital and I was down there cause I was having migraines at the time and had to pick up a prescription and I was in the pharmacy and while I was standing in line, I was, you know, just kind of like numbed out, just you know, waiting for my number to be Drowning. called. Yeah. yeah, just kind of thinking. and if I got the impression. I felt a hand on my shoulder. Oh. And what it gave me an impression was was of an elderly person behind me that had lost their balance and just kind of needed to brace themselves for a second mm-hmm. on my shoulder. And I went to go and kind of turn around and say, like, you know, are are you okay?" And there was nobody
1: behind me wow. in line. Yeah, now, no. Devin just looked at Ellen like, oh, yeah, we know about that. Oh, so, yeah. is that a kind of a common occurrence? It happens a lot. Reaching uh, out and feeling.
2: Yeah, well, no, the, the whole, uh, when somebody passes, they have a certain amount of time, and we're not sure what that is. You know, if it's six days or 12 days or whatever. They have never. a certain amount, what? Or, or never. never? Yeah. They have a certain amount of time before they cross over to the other side. And we believe that family comes through and they. You
3: know, well, and it was it. It kind of hello. made sense or to Dubai. me that it may have been my father Unless because your father it was in the hospital where he had passed. So you know that when it happened, I didn't have this sense. It did kind of, of course, give me a little bit of the creeps because I'd never experienced some like a physical sensation like that. But it did make me. It didn't make me like, oh, my life's in danger. I just was like, oh, okay, that might have been dad. You know, so. Yeah, um,
1: she's, lo- she's she's pretty certain it's yeah it, was your, it fr- was your
0: father and and I think you were going through a really emotional time as well with the I don't know if you were pondering a career change or something but he kind of it's okay son yeah put his hand on you hmm. and wanted you to feel better because you were in so much pain so I know it sounds very vague I'm not going to do a personal rating while <laughs> we're on the you know pause, on the air just out of because it's personal but definitely i know that the that kaiser my my actually my uncle surveyed that property in 19 and i was born there uh, 1971 is when he surveyed surveyed it and they built it the property itself is extremely haunted as most hospitals are yeah
3: i can imagine mm-hmm. a lot of pain and suffering yes. in hospitals mm.
0: and it was set like a remember when it was set like a military hospital yes yeah and so it was very and they had all the like the trailers and stuff yep. like that so i i kind of sometimes i'll go out there and i'll still see that mm. i had a lot of problems with my ears as i said earlier yeah. so i was there all the time as a child
2: so it was pretty amazing yeah,
1: that's, that's that's interesting man to have that experience <laughs> yeah. there wow. well, it,
2: it, a lot of times family comes through we don't even realize it i mean lots of times people will want their loved ones to come through and like a song will play on the radio or a certain smell, and all of a sudden you feel comfort. If you look everywhere around the world, ancestral worship, which sounds really creepy, is common. Everybody believes in paying homage to oh, yeah. their ancestors, yeah. not here in America. No, it's too okay. puritanical. Yeah. So we, we believe that if you actually reach out and, you know, invite them in, they will show. Mm. Um, we've had lots of accounts where people have, you know, left, wrote down a little, I don't know, prayer, they if you want to call altar. it well, they yeah. Like,
0: yeah, a little note or a thought or a prayer and then they'll answer.
1: All right. I'm curious. This is something, and I, I, I'll just tell you what happened. You tell me what you think. Okay. A few years ago, I spent the night in the house that my father grew up in. And, you know, it was his parents' house. And I never met those grandparents. They were gone before I ever came around. And um, I won't get into all the details, but I was able to go to that house and spend the night there. And I'd never been in the house. And it was, I guess, the room I stayed in had been my grandparents' room. And as I was putting my stuff away, I noticed there was a, you know, day-by-day tear-off calendar on the dresser. Mm -hmm. Mm And the day that was showing was my birthday, but I was not there on my birthday. Coincidence? Something? I think that was an acknowledgement. Showing? Yeah. I don't know.
2: There are no coincidences yeah? no. in the paranormal. No,
0: there really aren't. There really aren't. So
2: what
1: do you think?
0: I, think? I think that was their way of saying we, we acknowledge you and we, we know you, and I probably think they knew you. You did meet them. You mismet them before you were born. Hmm. Um, I had a real problem with that. I lost my dad suddenly. Yeah. And uh, I hadn't had my children yet and he wanted grandchildren and I you know, I cried and cried and cried over it. And then I realized one day I, I heard it. He knew your kids before you even did. Hm, interesting. So they know you. Okay. You know, and that's just their way of, of saying, Hey, we acknowledge you, we know you, we know hmm. you're here.
1: I'd like to think that's what it was. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I was hoping to actually see somebody or hear a voice it's I, which i did i didn't, for them to I didn't do that. but I, that was the only odd thing there was no it's, it's creaking not, boards no tapping on the shoulder nothing right? like that yeah. but just that one thing
2: it's not part of their job you know i mean it's like everybody has this concept that if you know when you get to heaven it's like you're flying around playing a harp and it's not it doesn't work that way we all They're, have to work when yeah, we get over there everybody's got a job on the other side whether it's your paying for what you've done over here or you are helping somebody like you become their guardian angel.
0: Which he would know because he was dead for 17 minutes and crossed over. So he has a very unique story.
1: We're
2: talking about you, Devin? Devin. Yeah.
1: Is that something you want to talk about? Thanks for throwing that out. Well, (laughs) know,
2: so he
0: experienced it and that's part of why we do what we do.
2: 17 minutes. Yeah. Which isn't the record. Unfortunately, I wish it was.
1: That sounds like a very long time. It
2: was. It was long enough for them to take me out of the ER stall and uh, put me in the little goodbye room, which is where your family goes to say goodbye to you after you pass. And uh, my wife was in there, and she's calling everybody saying, you know, Devin's dead, Devin's dead. And in the meantime...
1: Should I ask what preceded this or... Oh, yeah. no, No worries.
2: I had food poisoning. Oh, so if you ever know where not to eat in Antioch,
1: oh, okay. just let me know, and I'll tell okay. you where not to eat. But that's severe that it...
2: Oh, yeah. No, I had, uh, what was it, Shigella, Shani, and... E. coli. E. coli in my system. Yikes. So Oof. and I had, what ended up uh, sending me into cardiac arrest was 108, 109 fever. Oh, my goodness. I had him
0: packed in ice. That's probably why he was able to be dead for so long and come back. Yeah. Okay. They, so down.
1: so you're in the goodbye room. Yeah. And they,
2: in the goodbye room. Now, meantime, what it first happened was, I woke up at the end of the bed. This is the very beginning of my experience. I woke up at the end of the bed, and there's all these doctors, and all I see is my wife being held by a nurse, and she's screaming, "No, no, don't go, don't go." I immediately go into husband mode. Oh my God, what's wrong? Yeah. What's happening? Because I don't, I, don't, I don't understand what's going on. She can't hear me, see me, or feel me. I then start walking around the ER room trying to get somebody's attention. And in this particular ER, they call it the shoe because it looks like a horseshoe. And they keep all the criticals down on one end. I get back to where she's standing And I see one of the nurses jump up on the bed, start doing chest compressions on some guy. And in my observation kind of way, I'm like, oh my God, that guy's screwed. Not ha-ha funny, but like... Poor guy. That that, that guy's screwed. That's messed up, you know? Mm -hmm. The doctors part and I see me. So I'm standing outside my body. I'm watching them work on me and wailing away on me. And then I start... (laughs) I start going back. And you remember the old TV sets when they would shut off and they would go down to a rectangle yeah. and they'd just keep going?
3: There'd be that one little dot yeah, of light little, in like, the beginning. Like me and my day.
2: kid brother, we used to watch it as a kid, you know, and to see if you could see movement. That's what it looked like. That's what it reminded me of. And I'm going backwards and then I wake up or I'm on the other side and I'm on this crushed red velvet couch. Because he's so rock and roll. Because it looked like it came out of a rock and roll club. I mean, there's like cigarette burns in it and everything. Was, uh, it was awesome. Jim, Was
0: Jim Morrison sitting next to you <laughs> and Jimi Hendrix?
2: Not this time. Ah, damn. So <laughs> the, uh, I'm sitting on this couch. There's all these rolling hills and these beautiful trees. I'm surrounded by the most intense feeling of love that I've ever felt. I had the overwhelming feeling of coming home like I was gone for six months And it's going to be good to sleep in your own bed. Mm -hmm. That kind of feeling. And I wasn't in pain anymore. And right about that time, uh, three people came up behind the couch and they started talking. And uh, they were like, we were with you when this happened. And they were sharing stories about my life, but really bad stories. Like what Ellen calls exit points. Okay. Where things could have gone really, really bad. So they're like, we were with you when this happened. And then by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I get it. You're my guardian angels, my spirit guide, so on and so forth. At the end of this, they're like, you've been given a great gift. And I'm like, oh, cool. Tell me what I won. (laughs) And uh, I was hoping for a 67 GTO. Still haven't got that. (laughs) Damn it. So I'm like, all right, well, what's going on? And they're like, well, you can either continue on with the work or you could continue on with the journey. So I had a choice, and the first thing I thought about was my son.
1: Ah. Uh, mm. Well, that's powerful.
2: My son, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Um, his, his son,
0: Robert, his, he's 19 now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was He was born with cerebral palsy, and mm. they were just figuring this out at about three, age three, when he was, his motor skills weren't quite right. Yeah. Um, and his son Robert, you know, knew that he knew that he was going to have a hard hand in life. Yeah. He today, Robert is amazing. He's an amazing healer. He's an Olympic gold medalist in swimming. Oh, oh He's wow. going to school to be a doctor. And he does have his disability. Fortunately, it's it's painful, but it's it's on the more mild side. And he's he's got the heart of a lion.
2: Yeah, he's and, a, he's a fighter.
1: So you oh, fighter. you made this choice while in this other. I do what to call it, realm, yeah. uh, to come back to be right. there for him.
2: Now, not, you don't always get the choice, oh. you know, because everybody's, well, how come so-and-so went and they didn't get a choice, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why I was given a choice.
1: That was the gift they were speaking but of. But that was the
2: gift. So mm-hmm. it was like, okay, you could can, can either continue on and go on with us or you can go back. So I was given that opportunity to come back. And wow. I... Couldn't
1: leave my my kid. No. Couldn't leave him. So, no. I mean, uh, as a father, I can completely understand that you don't want to no. leave. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh,
2: meanwhile, 17 minutes had passed, and I'm in the goodbye room. My wife's at the foot of the bed. And it felt like I was dropped from outer space, slammed back into my body. And I sat up, took a deep breath, scared the living hell out of her. Obviously. I'll bet. Thank God Walking Dead wasn't on. She would have been the first one to, like, put something in my brain pan, you know? Like, Uh, oh, he came back as a walker. Got him. Silver
1: bullet time or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Wooden steak. Yeah, yeah, it would would
2: have been bad. So, yeah, I ended up in the hospital for, like, 17, 18 days after that. Third
0: degree burns all in the inside of his body from the fever. Yeah, I had a uh,
2: heavy diet of broth. Tapioca. Tapioca (laughs) and jello.
1: I bet you don't eat any of those anymore.
2: No, I don't. Yeah. (laughs) Had you
1: had this interest in paranormal activity before that, or is this kind of what triggered it to to investigate further what no, had this, maybe happened to you? This
2: is actually the launching point. That was I it. I mean, I always had uh I would say a mild interest. Like I'd read a book or watch a show or you know, watch in search of or whatever. <laughs> and it Leonard was Nimoy fun. will do I'd that, love to that you. show. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like I'd watch the show and it'd be like, okay, you know, that would be cool, but whatever. And uh this really launched me into learning about the paranormal and Well, com- completely being understandable
1: yeah wow what an amazing story thank you and do you mind if we add that to the podcast no, please do, please do. it's
0: actually part of our we do a lot of speaking so we share it. okay and how we share usually share what we did for a presentation was we had a great friend of mine um don harvey she actually did all these and we had her do them in cartoon form so we have Devin going <laughs> to the hospital in the ambulance and waking up on the other side and me talking to ghosts and their great black and white you know, uh, line drawings that we, that we do for our presentation when the we share
1: the anime. story. Mm. You <laughs> <hear>
2: the anime. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: So we, we, we think it's important because we think people that, uh, that need us, that need help, that want to share their stories, this helps them to come forward. Got it. And we're all about helping other people and uh, working together with... with uh, People to help them reach their, their best. There is no paranormal unity in the paranormal community. It's cutthroat. Mm. So we choose to just work in small groups and work. We are, our paranormal team is North Bay Rebel Rip. And it's an open team where we let other people come in and uh, learn, and we learn from them. And we bring in people that have never done in the par- anything in the paranormal, they come on investigations, and we teach them. So uh, we kind of keep our community in that little circle, I think, would yes. you say? Well, I like the idea Absolutely. of inclusivity.
1: That yes. sounds very open of you. All right, since as long as we're recording, and I didn't ask you this before, even though Before we started the show, you said that's one of your most common questions is, (laughs) what's the most haunted place you visited? So you can see, I I said it as if you've heard it a million times, and I'm setting you up to give the answer you've probably given a million times.
2: My ex's house? Oh, oh, no. uh, There's a demon that lives there, I think. No? (laughs) Just kidding. I think
0: there's there's a couple, actually. Um, (laughs) Yeah definitely yeah definitely
2: <laughs> let's see most haunted place in california i don't world? i'm just gonna leave it to been.
1: you where you've been where we've, no been. where you have experienced activity i, a couple, actually. I mean it's oh, hard wait, to wait, imagine anything could top the story of you having a bearded man's face right. and that coming into your body and yeah, you leaving your body that yeah. sounds about as uh, intense as it could get but it, it sounds like you maybe there's some other contenders here
0: yeah, well, we had we were attacked in the Washo Club in Virginia City.
1: Oh, different Washo oh, yeah. in than in yes. Petaluma. Yeah, different. Uh, twice, different. Okay. ten
0: years apart. Ten years apart. He has. I have a picture of a scratch. That was pretty scary. So,
1: when are you going back? No, we I'm go joking. back
0: all the time. Actually, <laughs> we're in Virginia City a lot.
1: Remember, we run towards it. Yeah. And yeah. Scratch, so physical harm oh, yeah. came to yeah. you.
2: Well, the crazy thing was, is we were... Was up. it
1: from a physical object? Sorry to interrupt you. Or was it just... uh no. It was from no. something... The
2: crazy ghost upstairs that yeah. was trying to get us. the thing up. was, is we were So it just appeared, in. like
1: scratches just yeah. appear on you. And it was weird. Whoa.
2: Because yeah. we're heading down this steep flight of stairs from the third floor to the second floor, what they call the ballroom. Yeah. And
0: weren't supposed to be up there. You, there.
2: You, watch the, yeah, right? the, you watch the video and you see both of us get pushed at the same time down the stairs. Like you could see me responding and her responding. Yeah, it was, yeah, the was just a, it, like a domino effect. Like somebody hmm. just came through. And I was I had my back uh, to the ghost and Ellen and Marie, Marie were in front of me. And I took the main hit, but everybody took the hit. And then we get downstairs, and we're kind of milling around, and we're doing more investigating. You fell
1: downstairs? I mean, No, no, no.
2: We kind of staggered. Yeah, we We didn't fall. Like we lost our balance. Got it. We didn't hit the ground or anything. Okay, okay. So we get downstairs, and I'm just like, wow, that was crazy, you know, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, my shoulder feels like it's burning, like it's hot. Oof. And I'm like, hey, check my shoulder, and...
0: Big scratch on it. I have a picture of it. Do we have our lap, our uh, wow? No, it's at home. It's on the tablet.
1: And um, then did home. it did it uh, heal like a normal wound, like a scratch? Was there anything other than it coming from seemingly nowhere? Was there anything unusual about the wound?
2: Uh, no, I mean it healed within a couple of days. So yeah. like it wasn't like a deep scratch. It, was it just, didn't have
1: a weird power that no, sprouted but, spiders. I mean, or, it was
2: weird the fact that it just I came out I watched too nowhere. many
1: movies, as you see. Yeah. but so. I like it. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that spirits can be physical. They affect us in a lot of different ways. Um, whether it's emotional, whether, you know, we believe that the most sensitive tool that we have in the field is our bodies.
0: hmm I think, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a scary one, and he had tried to choke me 10 years previously.
1: The same spirit? The same spirit. And you know it's the same I spirit. I saw him
0: come at me with, he was wearing a shroud. Ooh. Like, it, I've never seen this before. This guy was crazy. Committed suicide up in the top of the, the Washoe Club, and he was trying to scare me, so he came at me like he was wearing a, a shroud, like a white sheet, and he came at me with his hands outstretched like he was going to choke me, and I just took off. I'm like, I'm out out and I ran down the stairs.
1: I don't blame you. When know, you said no. we run towards it, like every single time you run no, towards it? No, not all the time, not.
0: but um, I don't, I, yeah, he was crazy and you could feel that energy. You know how you could feel the energy when somebody's not right and they're mm-hmm, right. Like if you see a serial killer on TV or you look at like the Night Stalker and he's talking or something, you get that feeling or even like Son of Sam, y-
1: you like know, that. Can I just mention something? The photos that you have on your website, I took a look, there's no captions, like, so I'm not sure what it is I'm looking at, but there's a lot of them where I know if I knew I'd be even more freaked out than just the weird feeling I'm getting from this picture. So you, yes, I yes. know what you're talking about. Yes.
0: And, uh, we actually <laughs> the just, website's working. Right? Yeah. We, just uh, we just launched our new website this last week. So that's why it's still kind of needs some tweaking, but, um, yeah. yes, you get a sense. Yes. And that's, that's how I felt with it as well. And so that's like, I'm not messing with him. It's not a normal thing. It's mm. not a normal en- energy. It's something that's different.
1: Stay away from this and, one.
0: Yeah, and it's it's when I'm working on a case it's similar. It's like you'll get what they what we call a death spiral, where if it's a murder victim, they'll continuously go through the cycle of being killed, and you'll all have to go through it too, oh. because I'm trance medium. So I cr- trance, which is what I did when I was thrown out of my body, and channel whatever they get, and then I go through it. And I'll be trying to, you know, at the same time, communicate. It's okay. It's okay. Give me, give me some details. Let me help you. And they will say, okay, okay. And then right at the end, I'll just start right over again.
1: And you're feeling what exactly. this victim felt. So yes. you, you have felt what it's oh, yeah. like to be murdered. Yes.
2: And also, yeah. Oh, and my that, goodness. And it's horrible. The look
1: Kelly just gave me from across the no, table thanks. here.
2: It's, it's yeah. pretty insane I, sometimes because we'll be working a case, and I don't have it happen as often as she does, but I do pick up impressions sometimes. Mm-hmm. And there was one case I was working. The lady called us in, and I was like, okay, is, you know, we go through our standard questions. You know, Has anything recently happened? Has there been a death in the family? And uh, she's like, no. But the report was that there was a kid, uh, about 17, 18 years old, who showed up in the living room and then disappeared. So we're like, okay. We were doing this case and we're working and we're sitting on the floor and we're all sitting Indian style in this circle. And all of a sudden I start getting like this panic sensation. Like my heart starts mm-hmm. beating out of my chest. I start sweating really bad. Mm-hmm. And I started freaking out. Like I'm, I'm like, I don't want to move because we're in the middle of the investigation. And I started getting this fear. But the thing is, is it wasn't my fear. I wasn't scared. It was somebody else's. And then at that moment, I heard only what I could call a gunshot. And I felt a sharp pain in my head. I go running outside. And everybody's like, what's going on, what's going on? And I said, this is what happened. Well, we talked to the lady as we're finishing up. Okay. packing up our equipment, and she goes, oh, by the way, she goes, I forgot to tell you. She goes, remember when you said, you know, anything happen? And I go, yeah, you know, standard questions. She goes, uh, the kid two doors down was shot in the head. So. Like,
0: they they always forget to tell you, yeah. They always forget at the, the
2: last moment. It's like, oh, thank you for letting us
1: know. Do you think they're testing you by not giving you that information? Yes. Or oh, all yeah. the time, and yeah.
0: that's fine, we don't mind being tested.
1: Okay, yeah. so both of you have, sounds very strange, but experienced being murdered. It yes. sounds like,
0: yeah. yes,
1: how do you recover from that? What, wh- wh- how do you, I, I mean, I see, I, I can't even imagine what that's like and how I would then be after having that experience like how would I then cope how would I become a regular person again because I think being murdered would be a very traumatic thing well, to put I, it mildly
0: I think well I'm gonna get a little personal here and just say that my growing up background is was a, very much a survival instinct mm. so I I've survived in the moment I grew up in a very alcoholic family mm. um I'm used to just being able to survive, and so what happens is that I'll go through it, won't feel it at the time, and then say a week later, a month later, all of a sudden I'll be overwhelmed with anxiety mm. and just weeping and upset. So now, when I before I understood what it was, it was really, really bad. It would, I mean, it would take me to the very edge of feeling suicidal oh, or. Dear. But now I know what it is, and I can say, okay, I don't want to feel that. I can be in control of what I'm doing when I'm in trance. So I don't... Sometimes I can say, I see it. I can see what happened. I don't want to feel it. I do not want to experience it and stop it.
1: You can. Yes. Well, thank goodness, because I can only imagine.
0: But I have, like, a couple weeks ago on Vacaville, we have a lady that, that was an opium addict when the opium den's in Vacaville, and she owed money to the Chinese Mafia. So and it was a spirit, not a spirit, guest on your <laughs> tour. Spirit, right. I'm sorry. Okay. I, speak, I speak about them like they're okay. alive still. But she um, she owed money to the Chinese Mafia. The vacuole was full of opium dens back <sighs> in the day. Hmm. And they took her baby, and they, oh. they drowned her baby. Oh. So she is screaming. She, she killed herself. She hanged herself near the creek walk. And she stands on this these two bridges where she appears and where we've experienced her stands there and just screams 24-7. So she came through, what, about a month ago, I guess?
2: Yeah, about a month ago.
0: And she hit me so hard, I could hardly even speak. I don't, you know, sometimes it's just even if you think you know what you're doing and you're you're doing everything you can to protect yourself with white light and everything else, sometimes it's just not
1: enough. Wow, so you spoke that everyone has a job when they pass on to the other side. And some Mm -hmm. people are guardian angel or guardians of spirits, whatever you want to put it. But then there are these people you're talking about, these tormented, this woman who screams all the time and this apparition that attacked you. Like how do they move on? How do they find peace? What? uh, what,
2: So the the thing is, is that uh, there's a big difference between earthbound spirits and spirits that have crossed over. For instance, spirits that cross over, we believe they get for a day pass, like the family thing we were talking about, where family can come back and visit you during celebrations, holidays, things like that. The movie check, Coco. More well, often than yeah, pretty yeah. much. The movie yeah. Coco. Pretty much, and again. Yeah. And we actually go to worship. them. We
0: go to them in our sleep on the other side. So we visit on the other side as well. So okay,
1: so they get these day that's passes. That's a whole other subject. We, okay.
2: Now the other ones, again, when you die, when you leave this mortal body there's a certain window of time that you have to cross. And again, I don't know what it is, we don't know what it is, you know, it could be three hours, it could be three months, we don't know. But we believe that window closes, or they lose that window, and then they become an earthbound spirit, and that's what we consider a ghost. Hmm. So, and the ones that are here usually have some kind of reason why they're staying behind, whether they don't understand their dad, or they want people to know what happened to them, or you know, I mean, there could be a million different reasons right. why and somebody didn't scared. inherit
0: the dishes they were
2: supposed yeah. to get. So we're going to hang around and bug everyone until that happens. Or the
1: or. screaming woman feels like right. she needs to stay there for her baby. Yes. You know I mean? Yeah. Well, she's um.
2: she's also caught in that death spiral, which is really hard to get them out of. A lot of times, we call it almost like ghost therapy which sounds crazy, but it's like we go there and we share their story, we share their story, and hopefully at one point they'll be able to break out of that spiral and go, okay, I'm ready to go. We also do, we also do crossings.
0: That's the, that's the main body of our work, what other paranormal investigators don't do. They look for evidence, but we don't, they don't try to help the spirit. So we actually work with trying to cross spirits to the other side. So we do, mm. there's a process of energy and calling their loved ones to help them come get them and, you know, do that um, to get them to cross over. And they don't always go, but we can try. It's, it's similar to, like, if you have a bad spirit, we can't make them cross over. We can bind them and, and get them not to come to the area that we're supposed to be, you know, they're, they're bothering or whatever. But you can't force anybody because it's free will. It's free will what they mm.
4: do.
0: So but the main thing is the crossing because Devin spent all that time as a ghost running around trying to communicate and trying and being angry and upset. And imagine an eternity of that, of nobody being able to see you, feel you, or hear you, and you trying to get a message across.
2: Yeah, it was it was terrifying and uh, frustrating.
1: Actually there's a line in this <clears throat> TV series we were talking about stand against evil where there's a character who's about there's a there's a chance she's going to get caught in this limbo neither dead nor alive but completely invisible uh-huh. right and this ominous figure says it's worse than being in hell you know yeah. and i could imagine mm-hmm. being yeah. a completely yeah un, untouchable unknown unseen unheard for eternity so what that would does some pretty first awful thing
0: you would do i would be banging on walls i would be
1: yeah, hear me! Noise, yeah, I, I get me. it. I get
3: it. Like polar guys yeah. throwing things around. Yes. Yeah.
0: If you can if you can get that much energy, though, that's very hard. The movie Ghost is very real. Remember the penny? I
3: just, I just thought of that. The the uh, character that Vincent uh, Schiavelli played, the guy, the angry man yes. on the platform, yeah, the exactly. who is just like you know, he's he's definitely a ghost. He's passed on, he, he or killed himself. died. He yeah. killed himself, but he's just anger. And that's all he is, is just this anger at, you know, what happened to him. And he's just constantly like messing with people in the subway. And you think
0: about it in life, what is the greatest motivator? It's not happiness. It mm -hmm. really isn't. It's the anger to want to change something or to do something about it. And it's the thing you can harness most and and Hmm. put out there and, and change. And so he's using that anger yeah. to communicate. That's the only way that he knows how, and the only way you can't. Obviously, if you're dead and you're a ghost, you're not going to be really that happy. I mean, I don't know, we have a prostitute ghost in Sonoma that seems happy, but I mean, I don't, you know, it's very different, so <laughs> it's very different. But the, Should I
1: ask how you know this? <laughs> oh,
0: she's great. That's Devin's girlfriend.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Should I ask how you know that? <laughs>
0: Oh, she hated me at the beginning. Oh, but, yeah. uh,
2: ghost chicks think I'm hot. I got yeah. that ghost. <laughs> he has a shirt
0: that says Dead Hookers Think I'm Hot. <laughs> yeah. Oh ghost That somebody had made for him.
2: You, yeah, so yeah they're they're exactly. Right. Shirt. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, she uh, she was a working girl out at the uh, where the Ledson Hotel is now and they called them fancy girls back in the day. And her company would cost you about two dollars. This is in the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies. So that was a fair amount of money back in those days, and in the back they had a what they called the crib girls, and it's where the Chinese girls worked, and their company was what, twenty-five cents? Twenty-five cents. Five cents.
2: So what is it you always say you could? I could have got like ten. That's two fifty. That's yeah. I don't
0: think there's enough Viagra in the world. (laughs)
2: Oh, dear.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, maybe we should move on a little bit. <laughs> I realized this that we kept the microphones running. I said, it'll be about 5, 10 minutes. We'll do a little intro. We'll do a little pot. And we've been now going for about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes. So I, I appreciate your extra time. But I've got to ask you something before we go. Before, I, I hate to turn the mics off because I'm just so interested in this. There's a question. I don't know if this has ever come up in any of your tours, either from one of your guests or even from the other side, but I'm curious, and I'm sure our listeners would like to know if either or both of you uh, go nuts for donuts.
2: Hell yeah. You do? Okay. They look so confused. Actually, actually where Ellen is a medium, I'm a donut whisperer. Oh, thanks. Yes. You can see here.
1: Donut Whisperer. <laughs> that's yes. it. Oh, come on. So, I've got here a pink box, which Lauren is skillfully opening with his always present uh, pocket knife, and uh, I'll have you take a look here, Ellen. Why don't you take that box, take a look inside, and would you choose one of those donuts that oh, have, I love one it. of these treats I that appeals it. to you? What do you I see?
2: I will take this pink
1: one. Ah, the pink glazed rays. That's for you, uh, Ellen and Devin. What do you think? Oh. What's he going for?
2: <laughs> I was so hoping. I put that in just to see.
1: That yes. is I'm going a, for that one. A skeleton sugar cookie. Okay, I'm not going to ask you any follow-up questions about that. Okay, he but looks awesome. That, yeah, the skeleton. Uh, I know you would
0: want him because of Jack Skellington.
2: So, <laughs> I don't even want to eat him. He's so awesome.
1: Well, oh, that's the next test. See, how you eat? do you eat the head first? Do you eat the the, stuff? the whole thing in there? It's like a psychological profile. How are you, what are you going to attack first? Are gonna lick the frosting off and then? Actually, uh, you notice he even <laughs>
2: has like a part in his hair. Look at that! There, he oh, like he does. Swoop. Yeah, the he's swoop, got, the he's skeleton got a swoop, swoop. There. Uh, all, right, all right, ready? Well, here okay, we go. here we go. He top he of the got, head,
1: top of the head, right off. He's eating the the hair, the parted hair. Okay, delicious. But now it's time to play everyone's favorite party game here on Judd's Napa Valley Show.
4: This is Mad Libs.
1: That's right. We're gonna play the fill in the blank word game. We're gonna. To about a 180 from the, the darkness to hopefully something lighthearted and fun. Uh, let's see what we do here. So you know how this game is played. I'm going to uh, ask oh, yeah. you yeah, for we're, some. Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. But never mind. In All right. 80s. And I think the listeners know, too. So I'm just going to say, fill in these blanks. I need a plural noun.
2: Platypuses. <laughs>
1: Okay, and we have a newspaper editor sitting with us, uh, Kelly Dorn. <laughs> is is that the plural platypuses? Plati- I believe pla-
3: that platypuses is the plural because I don't think platypus comes from a Latin root. Where you would add the i? Yeah, you that would applied. add i. Okay. It would be mm-hmm. so like fungi and right octopi. Which, which, I don't know. Which, I've
2: had platypi. It's actually pretty good. Delicious. Little, uh, <laughs> yeah, little vanilla good. ice cream on a the side. little ducky, but it's yeah. all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, put it on my bill. All right. Platypuses. We're going to go with platypuses. Another plural noun.
0: How about drunk rock stars?
1: <laughs> <laughs> drunk rock stars. Got it. Oh, this one, just use your imagination, whatever you can conceive of being a geographic location. A geographic location.
2: Chad's hot tub.
1: Chad's hot tub. Do we know Chad? Do we need to talk about this? Or is that another is that another <laughs> 11th show? Eleventh
0: hour paranormal Chad Stanball. Actually Also
1: Chad, a
2: writer. Chad's hot tub is a spooky story.
1: <laughs> okay, next next time you come on, we're gonna hear about that one. An adjective, a descriptive word.
0: Most awesome.
1: Most awesome.
0: Very eighties. I like
2: that.
1: Totally. <laughs>
2: An <laughs> adjective.
1: Another adjective.
2: Succulent. Oh
1: uh, yes, succulent.
2: Because succulent, like these cookies. Yes, succulent. indeed.
1: Another adjective.
0: I'm gonna go with sparkly. Sparkly.
1: Sparkly. Just a few more here. Uh, a plural noun. Sex worker. Whoa! That was well. We were just talking about your friend Sex workers in chat's uh... Chad's hot tub. Yeah. Okay. Sex work, Sex workers. <laughs> plural. <laughs> Another plural noun.
0: Crazy rabbit.
1: Crazy rabbit. Like.
0: To the bond yes. Bondage bunny.
1: bondage bunny. Okay. And then two in a row. Adjectives. Leathery. Leathery. Uh, smelly. Smelly. Perfect. All right. We're done. So earlier... Did we get a name? Well, you tell me if we got a name. Earlier today, I went online and I I found an an article that was written about your tours in the Napa Valley Register back in May of 2014. Mm -hmm. And you've just rewritten a portion of that article via this Mad Libs game right now. So bear with me here. Here we go. Participants of the new Napa City Ghosts and Legends Walking Tour can be found strolling around downtown on any given Saturday night. Okay. Everyone's nodding yes. Some are there for the platypuses, (laughs) some for the drunk rock stars, and some for both. (laughs) Yes! Right. During the tour, participants are led through a portion... Through a portion of downtown Chad's hot tub. (laughs) Starting at the steps of the most awesome Napa courthouse. Throughout the evening, succulent stories are told, including Including the last sparkly execution in California.
4: What the it? Was that,
3: was
2: that, a, was
1: that,
3: a, was that, that an execution
1: chair. of a Twilight vampire or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it, exactly. Too bad it wasn't
2: an electric chair, damn I know, it. right?
1: Oh, gosh. Ay, ay, ay. Okay, all right, we learned this doesn't happen anymore, but there's a tour-themed cocktail time for the, uh, yeah, including drinks inspired by the walk. And then this is, uh, Ellen, your quote about all of this. Uh, Our motto, and I think, uh, Devin, you said this earlier, so our motto is, (laughs) our motto is, come for the sex workers, (laughs) stay for the crazy rabbits.
2: (laughs) Nice. Nice, nice. I like it, I like
1: it. Yeah, we infuse a lot of humor in our tour, not making fun of anything, but making sure people feel leathery and smelly. <laughs> <laughs> Best tour ever. I, right? I cannot wait. My wife and I are going to sign up sometime soon, because uh, I would love to take a tour with you guys. Thank you again for coming and, and spending all this extra time with us thank as you. well. And thank you I, for having us. Thank really you. Appreciate and I, it. I
0: did want to answer your question, though. Oh. The Napa Courthouse is extremely haunted. That's one of the most haunted places. Oh, yeah, we never... It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of history there, and there's a theory behind it, but we'll share that with, with you on the tour. On when the come tour, out. I but like it. you that. have to come on the tour. It's <laughs> cliffhanger.
1: Come on the tour and find out. That's great. Once again, NapaGhosts.com is the website, and kelly.doran on Instagram yes. for your 31 Days of 31 Monsters. 31 Days of
3: Monsters and more. And yes. more. I have a plan for Christmas, too. I'm going to do some sketches like an advent sketch calendar in december from december 1st through the december 25th but you'll have to go to Doran on instagram in order to see what that's going to be okay christmas- so i sh- oh go ahead be christmas i think that's what i was about no, to ask you too. <laughs> no no it's good it's just it, it will be christmas themed so but not, not spooky Christmas. Not spooky Christmas. Not this year. Okay. I, I've got something else in mind. So.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, It'll be, be fun, though. I can't wait to see. And Lauren Mole, always a pleasure, sir. And uh, thanks for joining in. Always an honor, Judd. This is Lauren
4: Mole speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gilamar production.